Hey everyone. Happy 2021. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like it's it's here, you know, it's finally here, but man, has it already got like kicked off, you know, political wise, but you know, really it just didn't shock me because hello, like Aquarius <laughs> and Saturn and Jupiter, you know, so Aquarius is about that collective change, so I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but yeah, I hope everyone had a wonderful and safe New Year. Um, Mine's, it was just pretty relaxed. Like, we had, you know, we just had like a few friends over, not like a whole house. I think in this state, you can have up to eight people, and it was about, yeah, it was about eight people. Um... And we just, you know, sat and, and chilled out and then just watched the fireworks at 12 and went to bed, you know. So it was nice. It was relaxing. Very chilled out. So I can't complain, you know. And, um, yeah, everything has just been really good. It's been – I've just been taking things slow and, um, you know – some of my, I don't make resolutions, but I make, you know, like intentions slash goals and everything. Uh, cause I usually try to take my intentions and goals into, um, like more than just only in gear, but I have little steps that I make of things that I do want to achieve this year, you know, and so forth. And so a lot of it has been like, just being, you know, like taking care of myself, um, a lot of self-love and self-care, like, even, like, you know, I haven't gotten my, my hair colored or anything, like, for the past, mm, it's been some years, it's been even before the, the, um, shutdown, but it was just even more so, like, I was just more, more so concerned about other people, um, and how they were doing and helping them out. And so I just decided to kind of make self-care, you know, a routine for me this year. Because, you know, I, for some reason, I would always think that by taking care of myself, I was being selfish for some reason. And I feel like women are kind of made to think that. But really, no, it's not, you know, like, if you want to go get your hair done, get your fucking hair done. You know, if you want to go get your lashes done, get your lashes done, and so forth, you know, and, you know, just, you, you have to be able to take care of yourself unless you be able to take care of other people, and I had kind of noticed I started to get a little, you know, where it's, like, drain, like, you know, like, one of the readings, I think, I want to say it was November, or even this one, I think, I think we got replenish, and it's, you know, like, basically saying, you know, you got to replenish yourself, take care of yourself, love yourself, because you can't help others from, an empty cup, you have to replenish that cup, and I've gotten that card quite a bit, I would say in the last, like, I would say, like, the last three months, like, because I do my own personal energy reads for myself, and then I do the ones up here for, you know, you guys, and, you know, so you guys kind of have something to look at, you know, if it speaks to you or anything, so, yeah, but, it's just been, I just decided to come, come into this year calm and collected, and really, I, I have an open mind, because I know that all of this 
you know, stuff with, you know, the virus and everything. It's it's just not over. Um, I don't really see life going back to how it used to be. Um, and I'm okay with that. I just hope that it can change for the better. Like, even though it's kind of like restricting and everything, um, hopefully it can just change for the better, you know, for everyone. And that's all you can really do. You know, you can't live in the past. 2020 is gone. Um, I'm not looking back. Um, and 2021 is here. And I want to make the best of it that I can in the current situation that we're in. You get what I mean? Like, you got to try to live with what's going on now, not what it used to be. You know, living in the past only creates depression. And, you know, living in the future creates anxiety. <laughs> you know, I was I was told that. And I think it's true considering how I am. Um, it's okay to, of course, look to the future and plan, but you can't live in it. You just have to live in the present, be mindful of the now and do things in the now to work towards what you want to have and achieve in the future. So that's just how you have to look at it. But we know what today is, don't we? It is still the wonderful Capricorn season. I hope everything you know, everyone's been using this energy to work towards something they were passionate about. Um, I know I have. Um, it's been really amazing. Um, I've been really working even deeper on my coaching um, credentials as well as uh, working toward um, grad school and also uh, studying and really getting deep into medical astrology. Like, it was so amazing. Um, I had asked um, one of the girls I was talking to, um, she had an interesting um, issue that she was dealing with. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of use some practice. And no, I don't diagnose or anything. I'm not a doctor or nothing. But I just was like, wow, her chart sounds interesting. She was like, you know, the symptoms she was telling me was like, almost like it was a completely different sign than what she said she, you know, was in her placement. So she allowed me to, you know, just um, look at her chart and, you know, like interpret it and everything else. And I thought that was really amazing. Um, but I, you know, I want to do more of that, but I definitely want to make sure I get more and more better, you know, like with everything, because like, it's just amazing how astrology can work, guys. Like, this is this type of medicine was used thousands of years ago to cure people. You know, Nicholas Culpepper was an amazing... He's a physician and a um, herbologist, I believe. Um, I said herb. I'm an herb. I know people get annoyed, but sometimes, you know, I just... I just talk like that anyway. But, yeah, Nicholas Culpepper... Um, was uh one when it comes to like the temperaments of the body um I haven't really read that deep into that one but I'm excited to do that because that's letting you know like what what kind of elemental body that you had um when you were born and I did mine and I found out that and this was was it was really shocking because for a while now I thought I had um I thought I was like a water body because you know like weight comes to me easily. Like if I don't watch what I eat, if I don't exercise, I can gain weight easily, which is usually a water body type. But I wasn't. And but also you got to understand, even though you're born with this, it changes though, like throughout um, 
as you get older and age and stuff and you know what you do and everything else so it can it can also change but the thing that you were actually born with and you cannot change is how you started here so I thought I was a water body um I actually am the complete opposite I'm a fire body and a, and a purebred at that usually it's rare to have a pure elemental type but I do like all every other um all the other um elements I just have one point and if you have one point in that's pretty much not really a big difference but most people are mixtures like most people have either like two like you can be like a air water or fire water or you know earth air you know you get the point and um but for me no I, I was pure fire and that was surprising because fire body types you know according to Nicholas Culpepper you know are supposedly <laughs> very, you know, thin and everything else. And I just, I didn't re I didn't relate to it, but then I had to really think about when I was a kid, you know, and when I was a kid, like they said that like fire types have like, kind of like, it's most likely to have ectomorphic, um, bodies. And, um, we, I know that's not me now, but when I was a kid, I was so small, like so skinny like I mean skinny and I mean I would eat a whole bunch but I was I was very active and everything and um I, I just couldn't gain weight for the life of me and I didn't start like having to really watch what I eat till I got into like mm, I'd probably say like around high school I guess you can say like late middle school like eighth grade to high school I wasn't obese or anything, but I would notice that, like, I would kind of, like, fluctuate in weight just a little bit. I was really active growing up, so I didn't have any weight problems until, like, after, like, uh, I had kids and stuff, and that's when your hormones and stuff get all fucking crazy and shit, so that's when I really had to watch you. So, like, right now, um, what I've been going through, I feel like I relate more with the air-type body. Uh, because, you know, air types have, like, circulation and, you know, blood sugar problems and stuff, and I'm not diabetic or anything, but I feel like I'm having some circulation issues and stuff a little bit. Um, also, with, like, uh, anxiety and panic attacks and stuff, that's very air type, you know, uh, very neurological, so I've been working more on that, um, like, trying to heal myself through that route. It's just very interesting. Maybe perhaps sometime, like, I'll talk about it here. Um, I'm still learning about that one as well, so I don't like to talk, you know, like, at least with these, I, you know, have uh, some knowledge of the signs and everything, but, like, when it comes to medical stuff, I don't really like to get into that too much because I don't want anyone thinking that, oh, uh, she's, you know, like, trying to be a doctor, you know, or, oh... Because, you know, like, I'm not trying to do that, but this is just the stuff I practice for myself because, I don't know, ancient shit seems to just work for me, like, that, like, very holistic life and everything. So, um, that's just me, but I'm sure, like, eventually I will uh, find a book or something and then I'll read it from there, you know, because I don't really have, I only have, like, one book with it and it is by Nicholas Culpepper but I don't think it talks a whole, whole bunch. There's actually another book that's, like, it goes in depth about, like, 
like way more in depth about how it works and stuff and then yeah so anyways so we know we're here because it is the sex slash relationship kind of aspect of this podcast and because we are still in Capricorn season we are reading about the Capricorn man so for this sign the sign of the Capricorn man they sex wise is known as the sign of sexual decadence and it says it says like for the Capricorn man he is known as the stickler is what it says so that sounds kind of uptight. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it. So let's let's go ahead and let's see. Okay, so Capricorn Man is the Zodiac's consummate sophisticate. An anachronism of the first order, he is living, breathing anomaly, who, while existing in, thro- in a thoroughly modern world, nonetheless eschews all things new or culturally mainstream. Like some disposed royal, he is at at once grand and lately in his demeanor, as well as perpetually jaded, wistful, and dejected in his outlook. Nothing much impresses or excites the cat. His personal protocol is to remain unruffled and aloof in every circumstance, embodying an ultimate sense of relaxation that remains his internal raison d'etre. An ironic uh, amalgam? of highbrow and lowbrow sensibilities. Cap is both a self-taught Epicurean and a bit of a prankish wag, an unadulterated cyberite who puts the pursuit of pleasure and laughs first in life while still being a dyed-in-the-wool Minsk who isn't afraid of hard work. For the Capricorn man, life truly is a banquet and he's the first in line at the buffet table, never feeling a need to struggle or strive, which to his mind only leads to strife. When it comes to love, he's drawn to a woman with old guard values, if not solid old money investments, one with whom he can share a traditional lifestyle. He as a front man and she happily supporting and providing him with a stable functional home life. As archaic as it sounds, Cap is somewhat of a relic when it comes to relationships. His perfect mate is a lady-wife type who will share his conventional family views while not questioning his autonomy. In gay bonds, the goat is drawn to godless pastoral characters, wholesome farm boys, and innocent cowpokes from he relishes introducing to his dandy, disenchanted ways. So, as we can see... The Capricorn man is very um, traditional, I would say, like very old school, where he likes to be the breadwinner. Um, I mean, not necessarily didn't really say that, but to me, that's what I take. It's like he likes to be, you know, the head of the household, you know, the one in charge, the one at work, while his wife slash girlfriend or whoever takes care of the home life, you know, like. I didn't mention anything about kids, which is, you know, keeping the house in order, having cooked meals, you know, taking care of all, like, the um, household bills and all that kind of stuff is what I got. It just seems very, very 1950s, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. And I'm sure, like, not all of them think that, but they obviously do want a woman who... (laughs) who's great with finances, so we'll see how that works out for them, but 
it's quite interesting. It's just, as we all know, you know that Capricorn is like the daddy of the Zodiac. They're like Papa. And just like its pair, Cancer is the mama of the Zodiac. So it's like the parents of the Zodiac. So it doesn't really surprise me. Um, I, you know, I'm just kind of excited to learn this with you guys because to be honest, like, I don't know many caps. I only know one cap, a Capricorn man. Um, no, I lied. I'm sorry. I know three. Um, two of them are my brother-in-laws. One of them is a good friend of mine. And they're all pretty just like, <laughs> they're really funny. Don't get me wrong. They're really funny. They're great. But it's just like you just never really hear about Capricorn, as I mentioned before. So I'm kind of excited to dive in with this with you guys because, of course, I've decided to kind of let my Virgo ash chill out. You know, I don't have notes, of course, and I didn't write down specific things. I'm just going to read this with you guys uh, freshly and new. So and actually, I almost feel like it's kind of like a short chapter. Maybe that's just me. I don't know, but it just feels kind of short to me, like not many pages, um, at least for this uh, particular topic. So um, sex and sexuality, it has much more. And I don't know if I mentioned the book, but it is the book Sexo- Sexuality, The Astrology of the Sex and Sexes by Sarsky and Cox. Um, and there's plenty of other things to read in here of this of this sign and every other. But I only, you know, do sex and sexuality because that's what this this podcast is really supposed to be is kind of like a little bit more leaning toward relationships of um you know astrology and everything and relationships in general because you know we all need a little help with that <laughs> anyway so let's go ahead and jump into the sex and sexuality of course it always starts with the straight male and then it jumps into the gay male after um after they get done with the straight um, so I guess I'll go ahead and read the archetype and myth because they give every sign a kind of archetype slash myth mythology, like representation of the sign. So like, for example, Virgo man was Hephaestus, uh, Scorpio man was Hades pretty much, um, and so forth. So it says Capricorn draws on the archetype of the fallen god Cronus Saturn is the disposed ruling deity of the Golden Age. His festival, the Saturnalia, was kicked off with the phase of atonement, rep, uh, repellent with goat sacrifices. Cap also draws on the goat. God, Pan, a, don- a downcast character, tragedy means goat song, given to bouts of melancholic wailing that inspired panic. Pan inhabits Arcadia, a mountainous region symbolic of life's being a series of ups and downs, something Capricorn understands. The satires were Pan's horny goat followers who give rise to the term satiresis, an uncontrollable sex drive, and men not to be confused with being saturn or gloomy. Cap may exhibit both qualities. Oh, okay, I see, I see. So I'm just wait. I, I can't wait to find out because I just want to know because most people, of course, they don't talk about Cap. They say that Cap is one of the most boring in the Zodiac scene. So I want to know, does that stand true <laughs> in a relationship and sexual wise? Because I've heard some people 
say that Capricorn is one of the Capricorn men was one of the best like sex that they ever had. So I'm wondering if that little stone demeanor, like there's, there's, there's gotta be a hidden freak under there. And I feel like that's like that for all earth signs, earth signs. I'm telling you, y'all be fooling people. You know, you guys are so like, you know, hardworking, you know, and even though like, I would say like Virgo and Capricorn more so Taurus is too, but Taurus, you know, it's within their comfort zone some way, you know, but when they get down, they get down. Anyway, you guys fool people so very well because earth signs, like you guys, you get your shit done for one. I, I really feel like earth men and even women, I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like you guys, like earth men exude big dick energy. And earth women exude, I don't, I don't know if I should say big pussy because I, <laughs> because that seems like it's just like, I don't know. Or should I say big titty? I don't know. I guess big titty energy because big pussy sounds kind of weird, but, and I can't believe I just said that word because usually it's hard for me to, but if I don't think about it, I can say it. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm like getting way off topic, but anyways, um, I just do because you guys, you don't bullshit around. When you put your mind to something, you get shit done and you do it well. And you don't let people basically tell you what you can and cannot do. You let people know about themselves. You're like, no, bitch. I said this. This is I said what I said, pretty much, you know. And it's just. To me, that's attractive. I like someone that can stand their ground, you know, and I'm not saying any other element doesn't, but earth signs I notice are really, they don't, they just, they, they say what they say, even if it's harsh, but they mean well with it. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, I hate to have to say this, but it's not like fire signs. Fire signs can be very outspoken, but it's, it's in a very, well in my experience (laughs) it's just been it's in in a very bitchy way like it's not constructive criticism not saying all of them some of some of them I've been around have but most of them especially Aries it's just more of a bitchy like I want to hurt you type of thing like you say things to hurt people more so than to help them that kind of shit's not cool to me, but not earth sides. Earth sides, it's it's harsh, but it's for your your own good, you know. And it's kind of you know, it's just I respect that, you know, because the truth needs to be heard. That's why they say the truth hurts. I'd rather hear the truth and be hurt for a second, but then I I respect you for it because in that way I can change what I'm doing wrong, or I can change what you know anything that I did wrong or whatever, you know, I, I can look, I can reflect and like, you know what, they're right, you know, especially if it's something I did fucked up, because we're not all about that gaslighting life, where you're just saying, you know, people do shit just be, just because you want to be an asshole about it, or you want to manipulate and shit, that shit's not cool, but, um, yeah, it's just, I just feel like, um, earth people, you guys just, man, I just have real, real respect for you for sure, you know, because like 
my Capricorn friend, he lets me know about myself. I think I told you guys already about what happened when he had to kind of scold me about being too much in my emotions, um, let my emotions basically not allow me to get shit done. And he was like, you know, just stop feeling and just do. It's always, I feel, I feel, I feel, just do it, you know? And he, he was right. You know, when I get my emotions, man, like it really kind of, um, it just really kind of gets me in a, a petrified kind of like stone where I don't want to move or I'm just kind of standing there like still like not doing anything. But yet I'm like, Oh, you know, I feel, I want to, I feel this. And it's just like, no, honey, like you can feel, but you also got to do, you know, and that's just me, you know, that's just, so I, I really, I really like them. And, you know, hats off to Capricorns, Virgos, Taurus, you know, y'all, you don't fuck around. You just don't. And I, I like that. <clears throat> Anyways, let's, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, so, in his youth, Catman is notoriously attracted to older girls and women who, even when having numerous years on him, are continually surprised and challenged by his ripe adult nature. Being tall and somewhat careworn while still in his teens, the goat can and often does dupe a woman into believing he's the uncertain age. Age, basically saying certain, basically making it look like he's older than he is. (laughs) Ironically, though, he seeks a certain form of caretaking from a woman. The typical Capricorn man requires no guidance or nurturing. He is comfortable and collected, confident in his ability to achieve lifelong ambitions on his own. Yeah, I see that. Um, my friend is definitely like that. Like he, he, he's like a, you know, he has like a girlfriend and all, but it's just like, (laughs) he's like, you know, I get shit done when I put my mind to something, I'm going to do it. You know, he runs his own business and everything and he does, he's very successful. So I, I give, I give him kudos again, like I said. Though he may loathe to admit it, what he wants is someone to pick up rather than look after him. Cap is rarely attracted to domineering women, drawn instead to seemingly shy and retiring types, if not outright wallflowers, or would-be spinsters, who'd otherwise wither on the vine in whom he feels he'll find protection, undivided devotion, or outright servility. So, basically, this is interesting. For for some reason, I thought he would kind of not not want a dominating man because caps, you know, their uh, cardinal sign. Um, but I I saw them as wanting more of a independent woman, because of how they're so ambitious, you know, like you would think they would want a woman that can be like, okay, you know, like I can do this, and then, you know, I'm taking care of that that in that way they don't have to worry about um you know, like someone who, let's say, is, like I said, a little bit more, um, I guess, not really introverted, but like I said, a wallflower where they just kind of stand back and, but then again, I kind of see what it means because it says they really want someone that can pick up after them, meaning while they can focus on their ambitions and their work, their partner is pretty much, you know, washing their clothes, cleaning the house, if they have children, taking care of the children, 
you know, basically doing all that kind of stuff more so, so he can just focus on his ambition. So I guess it kind of makes sense because in that way, the person would, you know, like, let's, let's just say like people who are timid, don't really speak up about things and don't really, I wouldn't say complain, but they're, they're more reluctant not to, because they don't want to start an argument and stuff like that, uh, which is interesting. And so I can see why um, water women water women would go very well with them, especially I would say out of the water signs uh, a Pisces, which is funny because my <laughs> my um, my older friend Capricorn is dating a Pisces, and that's kind of how she is. She's very um, timid, very you know like. Um, you know, like, kind of make sure everything's taken care of, um, very soft and compassionate and loving and expressive with her emotions, so that actually, I feel like that would work well, very well, um, a Capricorn and a Pisces, um, Pisces woman, Capricorn man, at least, because I don't know how cat women are, but that makes a lot of sense now, Sometimes he goes for arguably used goods. Hmm. Broke-in girls with a track record seem more real to him than self-possessed debutantes who perky, whose perky, bright, and shiny demeanor he finds suspect. In fact, Catman is either attracted to absolute innocence, which can be a sketchy scenario in extreme cases, or women who make no bones about having been around the block. Though generally popular in grade school, it is typical Capricorn scenario that he'll see his social status slip early on in life, such that by the time he hits high school, he's already something of a has-been. Like our hapless Holden, the teenage Capricorn is often labeled odd by peers who fail to understand his complexity and innate sense of dejection. To boot, he is so blasé toward current trends that he seems out of step with his peers invites ridicule on the score just as he does for reaching puberty early, standing out like a sore hairy thumb, not caring much that other boys think it nonetheless cuts him to the quick to be made fun of by girls, especially popular ones, who set the tone for everyone else. The 10th house also determines how the world sees and evaluates you, so judgments are felt that much more acutely by the cat. In truth, such negative attention is actually a misguidance of the sexual feelings he stirs in the opposite sex. And though girls might play hormonal catch-up and soon throw themselves at him, the de rigueur Capricorn, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but y'all, I ain't French, so I'm sorry. Um, uh, The Capricorn damage will already be done, but all is meant to be. Henceforth, the goat, even when fawned over with heaps of flattery, will take such sickle fancy, I think, in stride, having de- developed a strong allergy to any in crowd, save from ever being swayed by his own vanity or pride. Meanwhile, he goes where the love is, often to girls with the Janice Ian soundtrack running in their head who relate to his non-conformist misfit appeal and seek to share in his dissident view of existence. And so faster than you you can say, 
you and me against the world, Cat becomes romantically linked and nebishly nymphs, just as he himself is developing into something of a suave sophisticate. It is definite to Cap's credit that he is not much of a lookus, leaving importance placed on outward appearance to his externally-minded predecessor, Sagittarius. Instead, the focus on what beauty a person harbors on the inside, though often to a fault, it might be argued that being such a downcast sort, Cap tends to shoot low, a result of feeling so deeply rejected by the more physically gorgeous girls he truly fancies, like Pan failing to score with all the nibs he chases. Then again, when speaking of Capricorn Man, where is an upside and a downside to every... There is an upside and a downside to every issue. Hmm. I see, I see. I mean, I feel like Capricorn Man, y'all... In my opinion, you don't have to shoot low, but I get it. it especially this happened. I feel like this comes from them being teased by popular girls, which, of course, as we all know, the popular girls are usually the, you know, considered the prettiest girls in school, pretty much, because they're so popular. But man, Cap's like, uh-uh. Y'all are very sophisticated, and I don't know why I keep saying y'all. But you all are very sophisticated, so of course go for what you like and love. But, I mean, I wouldn't just shoot low just because you think you can't get them. Like, use that brain, y'all. You guys are very smart. Excuse me. Okay, so the main point... When it comes to sex, relationships, or really any life goal, is that the GOAT guy simply cannot cope with competition. This makes him a unique character, as whatever success he does achieve are accomplished. And so signature a matter that he stands in a category all of his own. Otherwise, he's never in the running. Heron, 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 we see the quintessentially Capricorn male modus for operating in the world. He starts out on top, typically entering an arena of human awareness, whether on an intimate or global level at the top of the heap. Think of Salinger's glass children at the height of fame and tenderest youth. I don't even know what the fuck that is, so I can't explain it. I'm sorry. I've never heard of it. Might be before our time. (laughs) With nowhere to go but down, life being one long antic anticlimactic denouement. This is the cat male experience. If he lands a new job, he'll be ushered in as some sort of under under wonder kind whose elevated position is precarious to say the least. In popular culture, the Capricorn doesn't merely tap into a particular slice of the zeitgeist. He, per- he personifies the pinnacle of that ge- genre, capping capping it off. There was a rock and roll, then there was Elvis. There was boxing, then Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. There was the Hollywood leading man, then Cary Grant. The great American novelist, then J.D. Salinger. The list goes on and on. Indeed, the zenith brand of Zodiac greatness, I mean, <laughs> Zodiac of Capricorn greatness is near impossible to sustain. 
However, the seagoat knows when it's time to slide back into obscurity, self-imposed or not, and, as time is always on his side, regroup before navigating his next big accent. The same peaks and valleys pattern, the the archetypal legacy of the fallen god Cronus Saturn, is applied to Capricorn's personal relationships as well. In new romantic bonds, Cap is seen as the ultimate catch, particularly to friends and family of his new mate. People flock and defer to him. He is the front man showing his partner the town, painting it red. He is everybody's favorite and can do no wrong. But soon he falls from grace, typically because he simply rears his very human emotional head. And those who saw him as the most happy fella suddenly have a hard time accepting him as melancholically baby, as a melancholically melancholy baby. Wow. Okay. So this must be the hidden side, the hidden emotions of um, of this. And let me, they have so many words in here. Like I've, like, don't get me wrong. I've heard it and everything, but it's just like, um, I'm I'm the person, if I don't know a word, I like to look it up, but then I don't want to waste you guys' uh, time. But I'm going to look up melancholy because I can't remember what it means, but I've heard it. Oh, okay, so it's feeling or expressing pensive sadness, um, suffering from or denoting a severe form of depression. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense, you know. Um, I can see it because, I mean, you guys are so ambitious. And, you know, there's only, you know, money can only <laughs> keep you happy for, you know, a, a while. You know, you got to have some balance in there, you know. But I see it. I, I've seen it definitely um, in... I can see how they can be like that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to like get into it and expose anyone, but I've seen it, so it makes sense. Okay, this is another reason why he often goes for shrinking violets, gutter snipes, or mail order brides as romantic partners, so that he can experience any such personal falls as he knows. He's often won't and not have to face derisive tis tisking by people who he thinks they think are better than him. Mm. Ironically, though, he's famously jaded by limelight seekers. Capricorn himself likes to feel like a star, at least in whatever ragtag circle he might amass. He's like some disposed star, still doing his golden age royalty routine for courtiers come barkeepers. He's the cat's meow, the tarnished star on an aluminum Christmas tree, the masculine equivalent of Mame or Nora Desmond, the very Saturn-esque Peace de, de resistance, in other words, the very lemon. His challenge is to shoot as high as he might in love, not settling for second best scenarios, and yet to still secure the same kind of Liza's fari lifestyle with the righteous babe, with brains, bod, and spirit, red expectations, as he would be guaranteed to share with some compliment child bride. Maha Rinsas from Fran Fran Franistan, 
oh my god, these words are killing me. I'm so I feel like I'm butchering this one because I feel like the words are so huge, like words I'm not familiar with. Um, okay. The character that Goat Cary Grant fittingly played in the film version of Philip Berry's The Philadelphia Story serendipitously illustrates the Capricorn male's version of relationship. The fallen man in the case of former boozer C.K. Dexter Haven is all the better, not worse for wear. His name, Seek Right Haven, Dexter being the opposite of sinister, says it all. He's on the lookout for a haven, a source as the name suggests of both safety and sanctity. Cap's modest in a nutshell. Even his seagull totem itself, half land animal and half fish, says he'd be suggested nestled into some harbor, but safety can be a trap, breeding compla- complacency in the cap, who unfortunately looks at relationships as a source of convenience first and love second. In fact, of any man in the Zodiac, Cap is the most likely to disbelieve in love altogether, often in his jaded sophistication throwing that baby out with the bathwater of what he considers to be phony social contrivances. Wow. So I wonder, is that why, I don't know, some of the ones that I've seen, Capricorns, are they single? Like, they seem to work well with being single a lot out of the men that I know. Hmm. Not saying all, but it's interesting. This is where, you know, that's why I kind of appreciate, like, um, I don't know, dreamers, because it's just like, I feel like if you can't believe in stuff like that, like, you gotta kind of, like, believe in some magic here, you know, like, that's, that's what'll make you depressed if you're just, like, too of a, too much of a realist, like, don't get me wrong, you want to be realistic, but you also gotta have, like, some dreams and stuff like that, too, and, and know that, like, certain things aren't dead because of, like, how you were treated and all that stuff, so... That's just my thought. So, come on, Capricorn. Cheer up here. (laughs) Typically, it's a a subconscious excuse. Our melancholic pan pan wants in adulthood to avoid the feelings of heartbreak he experienced in his youth. Oh, okay. So, I see. They usually, everything they experience in their youthhood is what really dictates how they are. Poor thing. As well as the Zodiac's old man doesn't want to work so hard or make compromises to his set ways. Like C.K. Dexter Haven, having made a a go at love with a woman he truly adores, the monumentally virtuous Tracy Lord, he can only experience a signature fall. A woman's best principled qualities bring out his most decadent behavior, almost as if in defiance. It's a Capricorn guy thing to push the envelope the envelope on a sophistication all the more when faced with condescending paragons of uprightness. There's something about moral rectitude he's simply tempted to shove up society's rectum. And so C.K. and Tracy's marriage goes on the rocks. A couple sailboat, the true love, goes into dry dock, and they divorce. Of course, once C.K. eases up on his decadent confections and Miss Lord comes down off her high horse, they reunite. This is the exact dynamic that Catman must often navigate if he himself is to get a sense of his capacity for true love. Still, it can't be overstated enough how often the Capricorn guy will miss that boat altogether if he only realized when considering taking the plunge into marriage, especially 
that he would save himself so much more emotional anguish facing up to his love of bright and challenging women with an agenda and expectations. Yes, even yes, even of him, then he would in looking for safe, easy, convenient arrangements. They are usually anything but. Still, it's as if this mel- melancholy baby would rather feel sorry for himself and live a life of emotional unrest and mediocrity rather than budge one iota or make the slightest concession to be with the kind of woman that really gets his heart thumping. Unfortunately, most often that sensation only reminds him that he has something fragile which might be too easily break. There is a good deal of the Capricorn male populations as well who subscribe to the antique belief that women are on the planet to procreate and otherwise do a man's bidding. It's where the tradition of Saturn's rule over the 10th house can negatively manifest. Generally, what goes along with this sort of cat male personality is a strict adherence to an organized religion. When it comes to spiritual beliefs, cat can be ultra-rigid and steeped in dogma, if not clouded in incense. Mel Gibson, Gesundheit. Um, let's just say he might take the biblical Moses going to the mountain aspect of his, of the, of his sign a little too literally for his kind of cap. Love me even less to do with, uh, marriage than it usually does for the emotionally innervated fellow. A devout stance takes the place of a decadent one, and he may hide his underlying call to degradation in a God-fearing lifestyle of which marriage might just be part and parcel. Indeed, it may be due to repressed purentent desires that he makes such a point of living a Catholic that is a widely accepted existence, regardless of his religion or even if he subscribes to one at all. Whatever his re- routine for the metaphorically mountain morning goat <clears throat> relationships are no mere walk in the park, nor are they for his mate. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, mm. I would love to know what people think about this, because to me, this, I don't know. They're not painting Capricorn men in a very positive light. Besides, I love them ambition, but it almost seems like they're more of an, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say emotional mess than, like, let's say, like, people give fucking Scorpios for, because, like, this sounds like shit that people say, oh, this is what Scorpios do, but no, I mean, I'm sure there is some, um, but Capricorns just, mm, it's almost like you guys just turn into stone before nothing even really begins. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, I just see a heart of stone um, and sadness because it's just like, you're just so afraid of being hurt. You don't like, it's almost like you detest your human side. Like, you're going to get hurt, like, with anything. You know what I mean? You can get hurt with anything. You know, you can even get hurt with, the boss at your job telling you that you're not, you know, working hard enough or they gotta let you go and and in love and everything. I just feel like if you try to when you try to run from those things, it just makes you really unhappy. So I don't know. Hopefully um you guys can find your way out um for those who 
feel like they're kind of going through this type of thing. But let's see. Even the signature martini swooling Capricorn city slicker free falling his way through life will thus look upon relationships as safe places to land. And as the preeminent serial marrying man of the Zodiac, he may do it. He may do so time and time again. However, when he finds a, co- a compliant spouse who will conform to the structure of a bond he tailor makes to suit his needs, he will be loath to leave to leave it. And because he he can be almost pathologically pragmatic in his search for a self-bet bond, Cat may think nothing of marrying for money. A boy's gotta eat after all, and even knows if properly financed, he'd happily trade in his thrift store threads for brands making new ones, provided, of course, they come from an old world establishment. Say, like, somewhat, somewhere on Savile Row. An auto dictict for the first order, Cap typically spends his entire youth cultivating his mind with intellectual, religious, or philosophical study just as he hones his knowledge of social grace. In his respect, he fancies himself a catch worthy of imparting his priceless knowledge to a partner sometimes in return for pocket money. In this way, a shy, dowdy, and devotional heiress could easily become Capricorn's male's most compatible mate. He sees a certain practicality in marrying well, should come forth of affection on his cagey sort of love, be a byproduct, then all the better. Meanwhile, his signature dashing good looks and impeccable charm guarantee him a secure spot in his partner's heart, despite his internal detachment, which is typically impossible to broach. Such ready-made relationships appeal to Cap for the same reason he makes those sudden gigantic career moves or creative success. It is his nature, like that of his archetype Cronus, to start at the top and instantly find his own comfort level in situations. And so when he spots that safe haven of a woman, he really pours on the charm and puts all his energy into sweeping her off her feet. Such that before she realizes it, she's managing a household and affairs for two while he slips ever further into the retirement that is the whole of his life. He finds, too, that the more emotional weight and pain a woman already carries, the more likely she will be to put up with his. Wow. This is our snappily attired scapegoat is metaphysically burdened, does not prevent him from dumping it all into his partnership. In part, that is the the purpose. Entering into a marriage with Catman is akin to having an elderly grandfather come to stay for good, and not just in terms of the wardrobe he's toting. In his bonds, Cap hopes to reap the benefit of being attended to while being afforded the freedom and respect due to a worldly wise elder. This dynamic gives rise to a rather negative interpretation of his side's motto, I use. Hmm. Yeah, it does not sound fun at all. The sign of Capricorn is associated with the principle of elevated status, which is we see he perceives at his birthright as his birthright. Like attracting like the goat is naturally drawn toward the rich and powerful, both in his professional dealings and in his search for a mate. Despite having perhaps grown up on the wrong side of the tracks, Cap is dexterous at fitting into lofty socially Arcadian milieus. The mainline magnates and mavens of the world take an, Im- an immunity shine to this old boy as he is walking, talking historical society, and more importantly, find him a perfect match for their more old maidish daughters. 
Love aside, the goat is equally unmoved by sexual stir- stirrings, which are rarely a determinant factor in his choice of a partner. Ironic since few men experience a lofty level of libido, libido, libidinous urges to which he is party. Erotic desire is maybe somewhat of an annoyance to him. Mm. An intercorous distraction. He subconsciously seeks to subdue, if not submerge, in more socially civilized pleasures, like champagne, caviar, or collecting silk ca- uh, cravats. Damn, Capricorn. <laughs> Dang, what the fuck? Like, mm. let's continue reading. Maybe they have more. So, even when courting, a woman may have difficulty sussing out whether the cat man is sexually interested or not. Many, many dates might transpire before he even so much as makes a move. Still, satyrosis, defined as an un- uncontrollable sexual desire in men, isn't named after his goatish archetype for nothing. Oh, okay. But the more he fills it, the more he seeks to restrict its libidinous hold on him. The psychological pressure, let alone the physical strain, continually building and building to bursting. Oh, I see. I don't know. So what I took from that is just, you know, they're, they seem to kind of, uh, I don't know, like suppress their sexual urges until someone can bring it out, you know, like bring out that urge of them wanting to have sex. And then it's just like, I don't know, like, like it just explodes, I guess, like kind of bursts out. So that's interesting. Excuse me. Sorry. Still kind of tired. Anyways. Everything it would seem turns him on and his more lavish, 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 oh my god, I cannot read. Lavish, lascivious sensation, those that call into question his sexual identity, torment him torment him no end especially in his youth with saturn's influence weighing so heavily every sexual stirring feels loaded he is like hamlet cinemist with harbor or haven an internally tragic figure the word tragedy itself comes from the greek word tragodia meaning ghost song <laughs> and let's face it there's no easy way of telling these skull gazing hamlets of the world so simply lighten up as time goes on, the irony becomes more acute as the cap increasingly withholds from having sex just as his more prurient tendencies begin to sur- surface. The repression of that mighty healthy libido is what ulti- ultimately begins to twist it in more perverted directions. Oh. When young, his outside stirrings and lurid fantasies further pollute him from a seeking a relationship with a, fur face, with a fresh-faced virgin. His own age. Rather, he welcomes an experienced, if not well-worn woman, whom he feels wouldn't be shocked by his ruder, erotic ruminations. When finally settling into marriage, say, with a safe and notoriously straight-laced mate, he will need to make other arrangements for his more ribald longings. Just as the tenth house rules interest outside the home, which manifests in Cap's man's deferring to the day-to-day details of existence to his mate come made. 
so too might he find release for his more shocking sexual urges from a third party, almost out of courtesy, far from the home base, if only to, if only so, as not to trouble his partner, of course. The perfect solution would be to form a lasting partnership with a woman who is as equally suited to mothering the plentiful offspring, Big Daddy Cat, is is wont to bear as she is open and eager to engage in all the dirty behaviors the goat wouldn't typically dream of introducing to his mate. This is the Zodiac's tragedian's fatal relationship flaw. In hiding large chunks of himself from a significant other, he often finds himself stuck for life with a safety type to whom he can only return after enacting such desires elsewhere. Oh, that's not good. What Mr. Hamlet or Mr. Haven needs to realize is that the the safe harbor scenario is really a two-way street. The paragon of virtue that is Capricorn's lady wife and mother to his children can and indeed should be someone who has just as many sleazy inclinations as as himself so that together they might explore their nastiest notions, keeping each other's decadent secrets securely sequestered in the bosom of their bond. In this quest to negotiate a serviceable but dispassionate relationship, Catman only increases the manufacture of repressed sexual baggage. But in admitting his baser, bodier inclinations and indulging them with a like-minded mate, true affections may be followed to bubble up from the sophisticated quagmire of their mutual lust. Hmm. All right. Sophistication in its purest sense means a lack of simplicity. So to call the complicated cat the Zodiac's premier sophisticate hits more than one nail on the head. His fantasies and his actual sexual behavior are typically no straightforward affair, but rather layered with deviations, fetishes, and more than his fair share of hang-ups. His brand of sex is salacious and often more depraved than most people might even begin to imagine. At the core of his desire is interest and contrast, which typically manifests as him taking on the role of aristocratic master, whether subtly or in full costume and makeup, while his woman plays the perfect wench or scholarly maid. Perhaps his proclivity for de- debasement and degradation might manifest in a simple desire for naughty no-sex such as anal penetration, his personal favorite or even an oral variation on said theme. Like this so-called opposite cancer man, Cap also has a fetish for women dressed as nubiles in the whole pigtails and shorty pajamas regalia. One is struck again by the relationships in Salinger's story of grown men and young girls, as in for Esme with love and squalor, which just about sums up the jumble sentiment. Cat feels as these more prurient leanings, which is the case of Seymour Glass, might have been the very cause of this suicide. One has to wonder... In a perfect day of banafish, what plantation-shaped poison Seymour was pointing out to the girl he was cavorting with, with in the ocean. Such penal vi- violations aside, Cap might go in for a bit of role-play whereby his partner must do all that he says. He might even get off on paying for the right to have his sexual mandates carried out, as is Cap's most quotidian of lovemaking practices follow a do me theme. 
whereby his woman must take on much of the responsibility for driving even the most obvious actions, climbing on for a ride while he kicks back in signature leisure mode. <laughs> in many of the scenarios that further float Cap's boat, the woman should do stuff to him. As he experiences an extra wave of excitement when certain acts pose a challenge, taking some practice, if not some staunch, some stomaching to get the job done right. Patience, however, is a Saturn rule goat's most striking virtue, and to the delight of chagrin of his partner, he is never in a rush. Often that which turn him on most in bed are things he may have shared in his youth. With the more seasoned older woman, he tends to attract at a tender age. Past experience, tra experiences traumatic or erotic make a heavy impact on the cap, and he will want to repeat the pleasurable behaviors of bygone eras sometimes ritualistically. It is act... It is... It is acts of his of this ilk that he most fears broaching with his more prudish mates. But even he'd have to admit that what gets his sexual goat most is the idea of corrupting a puritanical priestess just as C.K. Dexter Haven wants to topple his lady, love the fictitious Tracy Lord from her patrician pedestal and tap her smuttier self. I'm just, I don't know, this chapter is really, it's really bothering me, because it's it has so many fucking giant words that I have not really, I'm not used to seeing, it's hard to pronounce, so I'm sorry that, um, if I'm butchering them, but it's actually making me really sleepy, because <laughs> there's, I don't know, like, I don't know, is it just me, but I don't find anything exciting about this, like, I don't know, I I just want, I would just, you know, equalness in bed, people, equalness, like, it's okay, like, of course, you have your positions where, you know, one does more work than the other, you know, like, of course, like, writing and all that good stuff, yeah, you want to please your man and everything, and vice versa, but I, it, they just sound boring, like, who, like, how sexy is it for, I don't know, like, it's just, like, it seems to be all about him. That's the thing that's kind of weird to me. Like, it's just, you have to do this for me. You have to do that for me. You have to please me. You know, so, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's okay to do things for him. But if it's just all the woman doing everything, that's, it's, it's just so, uh, it's just, it, it's just not, it just doesn't click with me. It's just, like, oh, my God, this is such a snore, like. And they're so, they sound just depressing. They sound like, you know, they just fear, like, opening up and everything. It's just, I see why. Like, I don't know if you guys seen this meme, but it's like, it. <laughs> it's funny. And I never really understood it because, like I said, I've never dated slash had sex with a Capricorn man. And so, um it was like how it is dating a Capricorn and it's a girl kissing like this. <laughs> it's a girl kissing like a Greek statue of, it's like a statue head, like upper body. And I was like, damn, you know, like, I was like, fuck, like they're that cold. Like I, I can't, you know, I, I try to keep things with an open mind, you know, um, 
and see like and read slash see for myself because of course I can't go by this book either like yeah it gives you it's going by sun signs and stuff but everyone has a whole ass chart like I always mention but it's just like it really makes Capricorn men sound like the fucking like I wouldn't say the worst because we still have Aquarius we have Aquarius Pisces Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer left. Um, so we still have quite a bit, to be honest. But it's just, thus far, this this just sounds like the most boring, like, relationship slash sex that you could have, in my, in my opinion. It just does. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway... <laughs> In a nod to Saturn's 10th house rule of restraint, Cap is notoriously titillated by prim, repressed-looking women with priggish trappings. Nurses, secretaries, librarians, teachers, clerks, and tellers top of the list of who of those whom the seagull would most like, like to drag down into the depths of blissful degradation. His masturbatory images, in fact, often focus on such female goody-goodies gone bad. The person who said men don't make passes at girls who wear glasses had no insight into the cap's sexual psychology. Perhaps it's a better it's it's a matter of sensing or imagining frustration and subjugation in such characters akin to his own, though aroused by the idea of a woman becoming ensnared in her own desires. His actual activities usually top short of any form of S and M. A bit of a bonder, perhaps, but he's Really not one for whips and chains. He has a Lady Chatlery's lover erotic version, intrigued by the idea of social restraint being ripped apart at the corsets by raw desire. Um, of course, he just as soon sit cross-legged in a comfortable armchair and watch some brutish gardener have at it with a supposedly prim chaste lady or some other signified Meets dirty scenario. It is terribly sophisticated, after all, for a man to allow his female partner to convert with other men. Of course, that's just a fancy way of saying that Cap gets off on watching a woman being screwed by another guy. It tops his fantasy list far more than the perspective of witnessing her mix it up with another sexy niece. And unlike the Virgo man, it isn't a matter of getting off on being cuckolded. Rather, it is the female's degradation that imparts a thrill and so in his fantasy. The more bestial and rough a character having at his woman, the better. Interesting. Of course, the whole concept of playing with other couples is one of the most one of those infamous urges he usually hides from his mate. What the French call let like Oh my god, Le Egimsime could become a habit for our Randy Cap. The whiff of secret society that surrounds such a world is right up his seedy, sordid alley. Sexual feelings for other men are something most cat males experience. Loaded and weighty as these sensations are for the goat, it is difficult to determine what might be a passing fancy and what constitutes latent interest as an adolescent he like many will par- participate in ye old circle jerks <laughs> but he will <laughs> he will red light any such activity lest 
it develop into more involved conduct. The irony here is he makes such a big deal of these feelings and behaviors, dwelling on them endlessly while denying himself further involvement, which he labels wrong, that the issue never quite gets resolved. He carries on in his life with a huge question mark in the back of his mind. Straight Capricorns force themselves to outgrow such behavior and gay gay goats may remain fairly repressed. Either way, Catman is sensible on the subject being the sensitive sod he is and remains sympathetic to gay individuals, many of whom make up the bulk of his closest friends. Friendships. Meanwhile, our fishy seagull has sexually ishy air about him. That inherent satirist causes Cap to eroticize experiences and sexualize most people, further predisposing him to attracting those of his own gender. Whereas his expensive astrological neighbor, Sag Guy, is forthright about his feelings, willing to try anything at least once, including sex with another guy. Cap is so essentially emotionally restrained, a stickler for what is right and traditional, that even having homosexual urges can set off bouts of intense psychological pandemonium. But like a shabby chick card- cardigan, Cap wears his inherent confusion as part of a sophisticated character, one that signals another that he is unshockable and indeed that there is most likely... Nothing sexual he hasn't tried, if only in his fertile fantasies. Needless to say, Cap's sexual character keeps people guessing. Often he literally is at the bisexual goat, playing it straight with a wife and family while keeping a boy or two on the side. Still, even when admittedly queer as the $3 bill, Cap Guy is loath to be categorized by others as skewing sexual labels, even when lifting up his dress to give it to a bent-over buddy. You heard You heard us. <clears throat> Though he may have a string of boyfriends all through his life and one on more everlasting relationships at that, Cap is rarely one to settle into an all-exclusive domestic role with a mate. The gay goat is a bundle of contradictions, the Zodiac's notorious top man in drag. Though he might work in a uridite or artsy field, typically surrounded by other well-dressed guppies with an eye on going places, it is generally not in this pool where our fishtailing goat gets his jollies. Indeed, Cap is attracted to completely guileless country boys, rugged rednecks, and straight-acting bubbas with down-home charm manners. That was the book that said that, not me. Just reading, so I'm sorry if that offended anyone. Um, and often a girl waiting back at, at the ranch, whom he hopes to flip over faster than you can say cornhole. Something about a wholesome, straight-laced character gripping his ankles tops the Cap's must-see list, particularly when he can be the first to lay claim to virgin territory. One is reminded of Capricorn E.M. Foster's Maurice, a suave urban city slicker with same-sex longings who, like many ghosts in real life, undergoes a form of psychotherapy to rid himself of such impure thoughts, such as eventually find the bliss of erotic self-realization in the arms of the rustic gamekeeper, Scudder. Indeed, something nothing unfetters the brow of the gay cap guy more than a jaunty romp in the hay with an uncomplicated rustic indeed if impressed to pick his favorite village people persona. Cat would undoubtedly choose the cowboy. Cap can be quite fetish, fetish, fetishistic about all the surrounds such a character, feeling a surge of excitement even by such paraphernalia as boots, chaps, and 10-gallon hats. From an astrological perspective, there seems to be something safe about bonding with a sexy ranch hand who embodies a groundedness that puts the goat on solid sexual footing, being lofty enough in his own right. He feels he can truly land when making whippy 
with this with such a man. With these lovable lugs, he so admires gay cat plays an auntie mom man role to the hilt, opening his lover's eyes to all the delights the metropolitan world has to offer. Though he remains just as willing to be whisked back to the frame, to the farm to fraternize with his partner's family, like the mythic seagull cultured deities who brought civilization to the pastoral innocence of rocky Arcadia, Cap enjoys being being an anomaly. Happy to feed the chickens, milk, and cow or me- mechanics, forever being his strong suit, recustomize a tractor engine, albeit dre- dressed in a Gucci thong. Let's just say Cap can put the boy in flamboyant. He is gloriously inappropriate, and people love him for it, especially his lover who benefits from all the nasty pleasures. Cap is prone to impart. He is hands down the Zodiac's ass man, and much of his bedtime shenanigans center around the certain spot. He is deliberate, often ridiculously drawn out in his concentration there, hoping to extract as much pleasurable response as he can by stimulating it in in, in any which way. Penetration is never hurried or seemingly about him. Rather, it is meant to transform his, ma- his mainly mate into a pleading pussy boy of the first order, something others might never assume. Cap knows that to look at them, most people would suspect that he typically happens Hapless hunk of mate was the pitcher and he the catcher, and thrills him no and no end knowing it's the opposite that usually is true. Like the straight counterpart, the gay goat takes a leisurely approach to love making as a considerate and playing with the lover as he is <sighs> arranging flowers or installing a new carburetor. When it comes to, t- uh, to time to return the favor, his lover too must be prepared to pace himself generally a challenge. When it comes to oral sex, given caps and torsely hefty size and gradual build-up to orgasm, patience will be particularly important in a lover's expectations. Appear shows of affection as it can take a lifetime to hear the cap say those three little words if he ever utters them at all. So that was it, guys. That, that, that was all for the Capricorn man. Um, yeah, so... That was it. Uh, I really struggled. This is the one chapter I horribly struggled to get through. I'm not going to lie. Um, It just seemed very... um, I don't know. Dare I say it, but almost like kind of like toxic masculinity in my opinion it just was not anything sexy about any of that um I get it's cool to role play certain little things you like but if everything has to always be degraded and you being fucked hard and by other people and all that stuff just to get off all the time and you know like you know just just pure detachment like I don't know, like, I haven't read Aquarius yet, but I, to me, I don't see how Aquarius has the, they're known as the most emotion, like, detached sign of the Zodiac, and to me, I'm going to give that to Capricorn until I get to the Aquarius section, because I, to me, I read nothing about no emotions, really, besides depression, I read nothing about 
obviously they won't even really say I love you. They're really unless, you know, they even said they may not even say it at all. So that that doesn't speak to my heart um at all. That none of none of this spoke to me. I wonder it'd be interesting to know if any of this spoke to any of you guys. Um uh, my love language is physical touch. Um, I need to be, I need to be like made love to, I need to be, I just need connection during sex. I don't need to be fucked by other men to, you know, please my partner. You know, I just, I, you know, I just, I can't do that. I can't do something where one person's always the only one doing something that's, boring too like I like it to be you know 50 50 you know what I mean like I love to pleasure my man and always but fuck I'm not gonna spend the rest of our lives me only doing that and me not getting much pleasure from you like that's not gonna fucking happen anyways um I hope you guys like this um to be honest I'm probably going to read uh the male male couplings on the next episode because truly this this chapter was that boring that I'm like hella tired and either my blood sugar is dropping and I need to eat because it's early in the morning for me or I'm just that bored it almost bored me to sleep so let me know what you guys think um because yeah so far um out of all that I've read um I'm going to give Capricorn the least like, I mean, the most boring, the most unrelatable for me, but perhaps that's just my Libra talking. Who knows? I don't know. But anyways, um, you guys take care, be safe, and I will see you guys before Capricorn ends um, on the next episode. Um, oh, that's, I forgot. That's probably like next week. So I got to get it. I'll probably do it, like, yeah, early next week or maybe Friday this week. Um, because, yeah, Cap, I forgot, once it gets around the winter months, uh, these things end on the 19th, so it's no longer the 22nd. So I will be back then, and you guys stay safe. Um, enjoy your New Year's. Don't give up. Keep working on the goals. You know, just take care of yourselves and stay safe. And I will talk to you guys later. Love you guys. Bye.